So today's reading is from Acts 3, verses 1 to 10 on page 10, or 1033 of the Blue Church Bible. So one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was, going, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. What I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he held him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went, with him to, uh, he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate, called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of the Lord. Well, hi everybody, I'm Denise. Um, did you get to hear the reading? Because there was a lot going on, wasn't there? Only when I first became a Christian, and that was a lot of years ago, there was a particular song uh, that we used to sing. And I just wondered if any of you knew that song. I can see Rachel nodding and saying she knows the song. And so uh, I'm going to sing it, and if you know the song, join in. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. They asked for arms and held out his palms, and this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. That is an amazing song and it's stuck in my head all of these years and that's like 37 years I think. And it's just so special because it speaks straight into the reading. Now, this first slide that we've got up here, of course, is one of Monet's beautiful lily pond paintings. And Steve spoke into this last week, which is why I've put it on as a bit of continuity, um, because he was talking about the Acts of the Apostles, which is it's a book which is a historical book. So it follows on from the Gospels. It was written by Luke, who of course wrote Luke's Gospel. And it was like to prove that there'd been a transition, that, that a journey had been made from the Gospels, in fact, from the Old Testament through the Gospels and into this historical uh, document, which was the Acts of the Apostles. Well, they call it Acts of the Apostles, but a lot of commentators have called it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because what was happening was that the church was on a journey. It was on a journey from the way things used to be done. And then in the gospel, we see that Jesus was the suffering servant 
who actually did come to suffer and he did come to die on the cross so that we could be reconciled to God. And baptism, which we've seen this morning, is a sign of that reconciliation. It's a sign that we can actually have access to God again because our sins can be forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So it's actually quite simple, but the next bit that happens is the day of Pentecost. Do you remember the story of the day of Pentecost? It's when the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit came, if you like, to ignite the church, to make the church real and live and focused on what God wanted them to be. And that's actually where we're at now. We're in a time of change here at Sea Salter. And this picture is about us growing and it's about us becoming beautiful flowers in our own right, kind of guided and strengthened by God and kind of moved on as well. So it's, it's, it's an exciting journey that we're on. We're on a journey with the whole church, but we're on a journey with each other. Now, Peter was a man. Does anyone remember what Peter did just before Jesus was crucified? What happened? He denied Jesus, didn't he? Three times he said, no, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. And the very man that we've heard about in the reading today is the very man who had said that. And then Jesus, after his resurrection, said, Peter, you know, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, I do. Then he said, feed my sheep. And he called him into a new place of restoration and healing. And that's one of the healings that we can in this particular reading today. And that's what God wants to do. So I'm moving this on, I hope. Here we go. You can see that this is about the healing at the temple. And this is a paralyzed man. And I think that's a really good picture of somebody who's not able to move their legs. This man had been like this since birth. And he'd sat outside the temple. The only way that people who really were uh, disabled in those days was to actually and to get some money to actually um, sit outside the temple and beg or in other places. And he was kneeling outside the gate, beautiful, or the beautiful gate, which I think is a lovely, lovely name. It was massive, actually. It was really big and it was covered in all sorts of beautiful uh, bronze and uh, silver and gold. So it was a beautiful gate. It looked very beautiful. And he just looked up and he asked for some money. And Peter said, well, it's not money that I want to give you. I haven't got any, so I can't give you money. But what I have got, I will give to you. This is the man that denied Jesus. And he says, what I have got is in the power and authority in the name of Jesus, rise up, walk. And this man who'd been like that ever since he was born, literally got up and walked. That must have been a phenomenal sight. He was known by everybody. All the people that were in the temple knew him. He'd always been sitting there begging for money. And suddenly there he was in the temple courts and he was ecstatic. He was over the moon because it was beautiful. 
and it happened at the gate beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he literally rose up and he walked. And the man went into the temple and he walked backwards and forwards and he danced and he praised God and everybody saw him and recognized him. We've had a lot of excitement in this building this morning and a lot of noise and it's been absolutely beautiful to see the baptism. Very excited about the other baptisms in the sea a bit later. So you've experienced some things for some of you outside of your own culture and comfort zone. Not what you're used to and probably not what you expect in church. But actually on the day in the temple there, everyone erupted all over the place and went completely berserk and joined in that celebration. And we've been doing that a bit today. And I think that actually church is meant to be a happy place and God's people, however much we may go through, are called to be happy people because we have the power of God within us if we've given our lives to Jesus. And actually that's the biggest healing that any of us can ever have. It transformed my life when I found forgiveness with God And when I was able to say, Lord, I know I haven't got it right, I'm sorry. I've done things that are wrong in your sight and in the sight of other people. Lord, forgive me. When I I did that, I asked the Lord to just take hold of my life, to come in and take control and be in me in a way that meant I would walk with him for the rest of my life. And I knew a total change and a transformation. And it actually happened on the 24th of August, 1979. And I've never looked back since. You can see what happened somewhere along the line. It was quite a wonderful thing. What happened in the next half of the reading was kind of the transformation that I'm talking about. We've got a bridge here. And it's like a bridge to life. And I literally walked over that bridge from one side to the other. And I experienced the power of God and the wisdom of God, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not meant to be here on our own trying to live the Christian life. It's about God wanting to live that life through us, in us, and around us. So everybody we touch can see that we've got something different. Now, the uh, age of the mobile phone is powerfully with us, isn't it? We use the mobile phone, or it uses us, doesn't it, sometimes? It nudges us. It, it, you know, it makes a little racket, and we know it's there, and it's calling us to pick it up and have a look at it. It rings, and it tells us when we've got our appointments. It goes ping, and you know you've got an appointment, and you better just look and see whether you've missed something. Of course, we're in contact through Facebook and all these other things, Twitter, with our friends and family, and we're constantly in touch. And there it is, kind of controlling and commanding our lives pretty well from the minute we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night. Now, what we don't get is if we don't switch it on, we don't get any of that, do we? Can't trouble us, but we're also out of contact. So we have to switch the blooming thing on to be in contact Now, this is about the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants to be in our lives. He wants to be there. He wants to be nudging us, moving us on, calling us, showing us where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do, who he wants us to speak to, and how we can pray 
for others, for the healing power of God to touch them. I believe in the healing power of God today. doesn't always happen in the way we would hope or expect, but I do know that God wants to touch, and I do believe in healing prayer. So every time you pick up your mobile phone, just think about whether you're giving God the same kind of attention, whether you're hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you personally in the way that this man did through the voice of Peter in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He immediately went out and he witnessed that his life had been transformed and that's what God wants us to do, to go out, to be a bridge of life for other people and to be intentional about that transforming life that he's given us. So we tell others about that as these dear witnesses have come and told us this morning why they're being baptised. So we need to witness to the power of God in our lives and tell each other when God is answering prayer. Tell the stories and let's hear each other and let's hear what God's doing in our lives. Give up on the worldly stuff but let it be a great reminder Still do it, of course, but let God be first, not your mobile phone. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you will be with us now as we go on through this service, into the baptisms in the sea, with this lovely family of celebrated baptism today here. Lord, be with us and help us to allow your Holy Spirit to have reign in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.